The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is the Read to Lead podcast, episode 342. That was the toughest, longest book I've ever written, but I believe it's for such a time as this because most people's 2020 got hacked and they've been sidelined and sabotaged. Hey there, welcome to the Read to Lead podcast. It's the podcast dedicated to your personal and professional growth. Thanks for being here. I'm Jeff, and I believe that if you want to achieve true success in your business and in your life, then intentional and consistent reading is an absolute must. Each week, we're joined by a successful and inspiring author as we dive into his or her latest book and their unique insights on things like personal and professional development, leadership, productivity, career, business, marketing, sales, and much, much more. In just a few minutes, we'll sit down together with author Carrie Oberbrunner as we dive into his new book, Unhackable, the elixir for creating flawless ideas, leveraging superhuman focus, and achieving optimal human performance. Among other things, I'm going to ask Carrie to share about the benefits to becoming unhackable, what it means to confront your conspiracy, understanding the concept that your memory actually works in two directions, and why it's important to understand this distinction, and plenty more. This will make Carrie's third visit to the show. And speaking of people who've been here three times, that group is small, but author John Acuff is another one. And I noticed over the weekend that he posted something on Twitter looking for a particular kind of podcast recommendation. And I noticed his post on Twitter because Christina M. Muller tagged me in the tweet from John and she recommended Read to Lead. So I wanted to say thank you, Christina, for that mention, for that recommendation to, to John. But it didn't end there. John posted the exact same thing looking for a specific type of podcast recommendation over on LinkedIn. And I just happened to see it over there. And lo and behold, if someone didn't recommend Read to Lead once again, this time it was Valerie Nicholson over at the Apple Enterprise team. So thank you, Valerie. And thank Thank you, Christina, who, unbeknownst to each other, recommended Read to Lead in two different places on social media to the same person. What are the odds? I really appreciate you helping spread the word and for that vote of confidence. And I hope you will consider sharing Read to Lead with someone in your life who you think might be able to benefit from it. Carrie Oberbrunner, through his writing, speaking, and coaching, helps individuals and organizations clarify who they are, why they're here, and where they should invest their time and energy. Put another way, he helps you experience unhackability in work and life and share your message with the world. Over the past 20 years, he's impacted over 1 million people with his content. Now, if you're struggling to maintain focus in our increasingly distracting world, uh, you're in the right place because Carrie is here to help us tame that beast once and for all, if you will. His new book is called Unhackable, the for creating flawless ideas, leveraging superhuman focus, and achieving optimal human performance. This makes his third stop on the Read to Lead podcast. Carrie, welcome back. Hey, it's great to be here, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm excited to, to dive into this, and I wanted to ask you, starting off, define what being hacked means in, in this context we're talking about here. Absolutely. So when people hear the word hacked, 
they often think about their phone or their computer or maybe even their credit card or bank account. But the definition is that when someone or something gains unauthorized access to a system or a computer. And as we think back to biology class a long time ago for me and <laughs> you, but there was circulatory system, respiratory system, pulmonary system. In other words, our bodies are made up of systems and our brains from all the neuroscience are essentially supercomputers. And so when I looked at the world uh, about six years ago, I said, you know what, this is shocking, but people are getting hacked. Their brains are getting hacked. I'm getting hacked. In other words, nobody wakes up and says, you know, I hope my dream doesn't happen today. <laughs> or or I hope I hope my goals never get time spent on today. No, nobody says that. We all wake up and we all say, you know, I want to achieve this or I want to do this. I want to accomplish this. And then what happens is many times it's the notifications, buzzes, beeps, swipes, taps, clicks that are literally designed to hack us. We're in what's called the attention economy, and marketers no longer focus on the cash. They focus on the attention. So we literally say, pay attention. <laughs> and marketers know that if, if they can get us to pay attention, our, our time is worth something. And that means that there's a cost. There's a cost for our attention, but there's also a cost for getting hacked. And so, uh, Jeff, it's just been a fantastic journey. It started out six years ago with the first idea for Elixir Project, my fiction book, mm. Future Society, where people's brains get hacked, you know, in this thriller. But then the moment it came out, people said, man, this is not sci-fi. This is sci-fact. Mm. <laughs> and how can, how can you turn this book into science mm. fact? And it was the toughest, longest book I've ever written. But I believe it's for such a time as this because most people's 2020 got hacked and they've been sidelined and sabotaged. Truer words never spoken. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not the future. It's, it's now. I think you're, you're, you're right about Absolutely. that. Talk about why you structured the book the way you did. It's, it's not structured like a typical nonfiction or, say, business or personal growth book. Yes. Well, I'll tell you what. It is a special book. And I feel that it's special because it's been hardwired into us. You know, you talk to kids and most kids, most adults have said the word abracadabra. And we just say it casually and we don't think much of it. But the actual word is powerful. It's made up of three Hebrew words, father, son, spirit, which is really interesting for mm. people a faith background. But then the word literally means it came to pass as it was spoken, or I create as I speak. I believe we've been hardwired to ideate and implement, to dream and do. And yet there's this gap. And this gap separates dreaming and doing. And that's called life. <laughs> and that's called getting hacked. Therefore, I wrote the book in 30 missions. So there's not chapter one, it's not chapter two, it's day one, day two, mm. day three. In other words, I broke down the entire elixir of becoming unhackable into 30 daily missions. And what I'm realizing with advanced readers is they don't want to stop. <laughs> you know, they don't sit there and say, oh, cool, I finished day one. Now I'm going to wait till tomorrow. Now it's, it's mint every day has an action item called close the gap mm. at the end of the day where you, you do have action items. But what I'm seeing in people is they're saying, wow, like 
now my eyes are open and now I'm seeing how I'm getting hacked. And that was always my my goal, Jeff. I wanted to write a book. And again, man, I've been around the block a long time. <laughs> this is 16 years of writing. This is my eighth book. And just being real f- honest with people, my other books did okay. You know, mm. I mean, they were okay. Secret name, day job to dream job. But there's something about this book where mm. people are just saying, they're actually using it as their vocabulary now. They're, they're, t- they're, wait, they're telling their friends like, how was your day? Oh man, I got hacked today. And the person <laughs> looks at them and they're like, what? And then they explain it. And I mean, that's powerful that mm. not they're using my title, but that they're awareness. Yeah. You can't fix it if you don't know what's happening. And, and people are starting to say, oh my gosh, I see every day how it's life's hardwired against me and I need to become unhackable. Something you said there, I kind of want to uh, sort of hone in on. It, it is a choice. We can make the choice to yep. not allow ourselves to be hacked. Uh, assuming we make that choice, yep. specifically, Carrie, what are some of the benefits that we're going to see when we choose to become unhackable? What are some of those immediate benefits that we'll realize? Number one is you have a lot more peace because it is, I mean, think about pre-COVID. I, I think back to that. Mm. When I got three young kids, man, we had every minute structured. It was like, you know, and we never wanted to be one of those, quote, families. But I mean, you, you have three kids and one of them's in singing lessons and one of them's in basketball and one of them does art camp. And, and literally, I mean, you'd wake up and it was a sprint to just <laughs> achieve life. And I would say in a good way, COVID taught us that our schedules were getting hacked. Hmm. And, you know, I mean, I'm not one to find uh, positive in everything, but I'll tell you what, there's a lot of families that said that that was a positive about COVID was that they got back to conversation hmm. and dreaming. And now some people, they just binged on Netflix the whole time. Or, But it's powerful when we experience unhackability because number one, we're happier. Hmm. And, and here's why. Disney used to be the happiest place on earth, you know, that was their motto. And then they changed it to the place where dreams come true. Mm. And I will tell you that they're onto something. It's actually linked. In other words, a lot of the happiness research that's been done says that the happiest people in life are those that see progress toward their goal, Mm. progress toward their dreams. Therefore, the opposite is true. The most unhappy people in the world are the people who don't have progress, meaning they get hacked. So we're talking happiness, we're talking peace, we're talking margin, we're talking confidence. I mean, when you have a dream and then you can go ahead and do it, Hmm. you feel bulletproof. And the opposite is true. When you pick up your phone and see 10,000 notifications, (laughs) you, you just feel like, oh my gosh, like I can't keep up. And, and there's something that happens between childhood and adulthood. And I mean, that's when that sort of unhackability takes takes hold. We become, I think, to use your words, uh, disconnected from our heart's desire somewhere between childhood and adulthood. Yes. How does that come to pass exactly? You talk to any kid. I'm talking young kids. In fact, they even have this as school assignments. What's your dream? You know, what are you going to be when you get older? Mm-hmm. What, what, what do you hope to do in life? And I mean, kids, now we might say they're naive, but they'll tell you like singer, dancer, actor, you know, like they just know what they want to do. Mm. 
And then you talk to adults and you say, what do you want to do? What are you dreaming about? What, what would you regret not doing if you died today? And all of a sudden, it's like fear and panic mm. or confusion. It, it's almost like that is a foreign person. Like it's a shadow of, of who they were. They don't know. And the reason why they don't know is because they've been disconnected from, from their heart. And, you know, to borrow a guy named Howard Thurman, he said, don't ask yourself what the world needs. Ask yourself what makes you come alive because the world needs people who have come alive. Hmm. And so I really believe that um, there's something mystical and something powerful about, uh, you know, in my favorite book, it says, delight yourself in God, hmm. and he will give you the desires of your heart. The word desire means to give birth to. There's a lot of people listening that literally, if they get quiet, if they turn off all the things that are trying to hack them, and, and you know, just, just to let people know, 11 minutes of focus, the average person a day. Uh, mm -hmm. The average person touches, clicks, swipes, taps their smartphone 2,600 times a day. Hmm. It's a war. Have you ever heard this term, Jeff? It's so loud in here, I can't even hear myself think. Mm -hmm. In other words, what they're saying is that they can't get clarity because of the noise. And we live in a very noisy world. Human knowledge used to double once every thousand years. Today, it's every 12 hours. So unless we become unhackable in life, we don't have a chance. Mm. That, that was eye-opening to me to read sort of that timeline yes. uh, in your book of the 1,000 to 1,500 years it used to take to double information, and now it's, it's literally half a day. And you talk about your heart's desire. I, I think what it comes down to is it's not so much about discovering what that is, but recovering yes. what that is. Because it was, it was always there. We've just lost it, right? Absolutely, yeah. Mm. It's not dream discovery. It's dream recovery. Mm. I mean, I even look at my life. I remember as a young kid writing and my grandmother handed me one of those books back in the early 80s that your name was in the book. It's like one of those little marketing things where they, you know, I, I discover Africa and then the book talks about you and they typed your name in it like old school typewriter. <laughs> and I mean, I remember reading that thinking, oh man, maybe someday I could write a book, mm. you know, but then I forgot about that because books weren't cool when I was on the wrestling team and, right. you know, I lost it, you know, and I wanted to be in the military then. And, but then I kind of came back to it. I recovered that. And, and that's mm. really where my impact has been made. Mm. I can remember being seven years old and sitting in my room with my record player, eight track player, analog radio combo stereo, pretending to be behind a microphone and spinning it. records. And when I went to college initially, it wasn't about that. It was a completely different vocation. Wow. But uh, a few years later, I kind of woke up and went, wait a minute, this is not really what I want to do. I want to do this over here. So that's I, I totally identify with that. Well, uh, describe the, the concept you unpack in the book, Kerry, that suggests that our memory works in, in two directions yeah. and, and why it matters that, that we understand this. Yeah, we hear the term memory and we always mistake it for the word recall. Mm. Okay, So when we, when we say like, what did you eat last night? We're, we're expecting you to use memory as recall. Like, oh, I had a hamburger. Most people don't understand that memory works in two directions. In other words, it works backward, but it also works forward. So to say, remember your future is kind of weird for mm. most people. Mm -hmm. 
like remember my future. But then you ask the average person, you say, hey, have you ever had anxiety about something that was going to happen in the future? And they're like, yeah, absolutely. Uh, about that test or about that speech I had to give or about that time where I got to present to the, to the company. In other words, not only did they have anxiety, they probably had heart palpitations. <laughs> they, in other words, the physiological symptoms that they had show them that they were absolutely remembering their future, but in a negative way. Mm. That's what worry is. Worry and anxiety is you remembering your future and casting it in a negative mm. or fearful space. And so in the book, we absolutely talk about this thing called your boon. This isn't just hype. This isn't just, hey, you know, big tech's the problem and big tech's the enemy. No, no, no. In the book, I, I literally went out and said, okay, who are the most successful people in life? I, I want to study the super achievers, the extreme athletes, the military. I want to I study the educators. In other words, the cream of the crop, the elite, the people who are accomplishing the most in life why? I made an impact. I left a legacy. In other words, impact is huge. Mm. So in the book, what I do is I literally break down how to become unhackable. And the only way that you can become unhackable is to have a big boon. And people are like, what? At least I was when I heard the term boon. I didn't know what it meant. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> but, but most people have heard the term uh, hero's journey mm. or hero with a thousand faces, uh, Joseph Campbell. Mm-hmm. George Lucas, Star Wars. In other words, most of us have heard about this step, this framework that all movies, all books are built on. And it's called the hero's journey. And it goes something like this. A reluctant hero is called to a great adventure to leave the ordinary world and go into the special world. They refuse the call initially. Then they decide they have no other choice or that they have to face their fears. So they go into the special world where they meet a mentor this could be Morpheus, this could be Yoda, you name it. Mm. And, and they get some training, they get a superpower, they have to fight the obstacle, which is not external, it's actually internal. So a lot of your listeners are hearing this, they're like, oh my gosh, my obstacle isn't my boss, it isn't the economy, it isn't the government, it's me. Mm. And then they have to fight themselves. They come up with this new knowledge. It's almost like this elixir. And then they go back to the world that they once left and share the new knowledge and new information. This is the boon. The boon is the ultimate prize. It's the holy grail. And this is what we need to do. In the book, we literally, in the very beginning missions, identify what our boon is. Because unless we do, we'll just say, ah, what the heck? I don't care about if I'm hacked. It's just like someone who has a precious child who gets taken hostage if they're told, unless you come up with $10,000 by the end of the day and fly to Paris, I don't care how difficult it is, how many hoops they'll have to go through, because of the prize, mm. they'll go through any cost. Right. And that's the problem. Most people don't have a prize, they don't have a boon, and therefore, they don't have a reason to be unhackable. But the moment mm. you clarify that, you say, oh my gosh, that's the prize, if I get hacked, there's a major cost. Mm. Now suddenly you have that massive motivation. I love that. I love that. That that really helped crystallize it for me when I read that section 
of the book. I was familiar with uh, Joseph Campbell and the hero's journey, but not that particular term. And you're right. Unless you've identified what that is, uh, your why, essentially, there's no motivation. Well, uh, days six through nine cover what Carrie calls the four elements of a flawless idea. I was wondering if uh, you wouldn't mind walking us through these briefly, Carrie, these four elements of a flawless idea. Yeah. So I looked and said, okay, to be unhackable, it really comes down to three things, idea, focus, and flow. So that's, that's the secret, idea, focus, and flow. We call it flawless idea anatomy, deliberate magnetic focus, and optimal human performance. But those are the people who are unhackable, the ones that have these ideas, they have massive focus, and then they get into flow and essentially become unhackable. You talked about the first component, flawless idea anatomy, and I looked at JFK, mm. Man on the Moon, I looked at Martin Luther King Jr., I have a dream speech, I looked at Jesus Christ, Sermon on the Mount, and I said, what was similar about all these ideas? What made them, quote, flawless? And the first one is the component of promise. Mm. So you, you have to claim a promise. In the book I talk about, Rosa Parks claimed her seat. Mm-hmm. Henry Ford claimed his Model T. Mm. J.K. Rowling claimed her empire. Michael Phelps claimed his gold. There's this thing about all super achievers where there's this promise. And to, to, to get the promise, you need to claim it. We're, we're talking bold. <laughs> and, and just to give people an analogy, think back to American Idol with Simon Cowell. He would basically ask them, think about this. He was betting his future and millions of dollars on a three-minute or one-minute audition. Mm. And rather than say, well, it's your experience. How many records have you done? He would ask one question. He would say, what makes you think you're the next American Idol? He was looking for a claim of mm. a promise. Now, sure, he wanted some talent there. But if people just said, well, I have a lot of CDs or I took voice lessons or my mom says I'm good, next. <laughs> I mean, he was looking for the, the claim to the promise. So the first step is promise. But then you go on to promotion. See, there's this thing about promotion where nobody celebrates the small stuff. But remember, we're talking about remembering your future. Mm-hmm. To me, unhackable people, there's no time. There's no time. They're not going to negotiate time. I mean, they're going to say like, I'm doing whatever it takes. And once you realize that ideas, like Martin Luther King Jr., Jesus Christ, JFK, they didn't care about the time. In other words, JFK said, we're going to do this by the end of the decade. But he celebrated, and here's the whole point of this component, you got to celebrate the small stuff. The moment JFK gave the speech, he celebrated. The moment they came up with the first fuel, he celebrated. The moment they, you know, like it's all about celebrating. And I've learned that unhackable people, they celebrate and people think they're nuts. Um, (laughs) You know, I tell in the book a story about me wanting to get on stage with Shawshank celebrities to promote day job to dream job. Mm. And it actually happened. That was my big boon for that year in 2014. I think that's how we even met. Mm. But I celebrated at the most ridiculous small steps. Like somebody opened an email and I like had a party, you know, (laughs) somebody responded to, but that's what I'm talking about, that you have to inventory your promotion. They don't say once I achieve the goal, because now again, you're getting separated by time. In the book, we talk about how there is no no such thing as time. 
there's first creation and second creation. Every idea, every dream that people create is created once mentally. And you have to create it mentally. And then you create it the second time physically. But to the unhackable one, there's no gap. Mm. They just keep celebrating. And then real quick, we go into number three, which is um, progress. All about tracking the progress. And then we go into step four as well, which is posture. And, uh, you know, a great quote that starts that mission out is protect your enthusiasm from the negativity of others. Jeff, you and I met some negative people <laughs> along the way in our, in our dream. But literally, there's a component called enthusiasm. And it's all about the posture. But the word enthusiasm, it means entheos. Theos is mm. God. It means God within. Like unhackable people, it sounds a little weird, but they're enthused, which means that they're possessed. Mm. Possessed. Like you've met people like that. I mean, people that are, we call them on fire. People that are on fire. Their enthusiasm is infectious. And not only is enthusiasm infectious, so is fear. And we saw that with COVID. Like, oh my gosh, people were sabotaged by fear. And we're scared to go out of our homes. We're scared to talk to people. We're scared mm. this, 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 this. And it, it's an infectious thing. But enthusiasm is uh, just as powerful. You know, I keyed in on what you said about celebration. I, I read uh, B.J. Fogg's book, Tiny Habits, earlier this year. Mm. And he talks about how important that process is to installing a new habit that as silly as it might seem or feel in the moment, you got to give yourself an attaboy. You got to, you know, yes. uh, you pump your fist. You got to put your arms, you know, up in, in victory. Yes. But that's really important to help wire your brain to want to do that thing again. It's almost making that macro goal into micro goals, mm -hmm. and that's how we achieve anything. Mm -hmm. I mean, really, uh, you starting a podcast, you didn't celebrate when it finally was created. You celebrated when you bought the microphone and when you got your first <laughs> guest and when you created the show notes, and mm -hmm. that's why you became unhackable, and, and that's mm -hmm. really created your platform. You, you talked about clarity a bit earlier. All of us, I think, in one way or another – uh, are seeking clarity. Uh, I think the book is designed to help us all do that. We, you know, we want to know that we're headed in the right direction before we begin, though, that, that we're on yep. the right path. What's the thing about clarity that most people don't understand? Yeah. Most people think they can sit in a room and with a whiteboard and with a business plan, they can map out clarity. <laughs> and I'll be the first one to say that clarity comes with action. So, I don't know step two, and I rarely do. And it's funny because now I have a, a much bigger team, but they kind of look at me and they say, well, that's a great idea, Carrie, but how are we going to do it? <laughs> and, I, and, and, and oftentimes they say, I don't care how we're going to do it. Like, <laughs> we're just going to do it. We'll figure it and, out. And, I'm not, and I'm, not, I'm not being arrogant or anything. I'm just saying that we don't know how to do anything. Think about it. I'm on a podcast with you. Did I know this morning how I would get on this podcast. I honestly didn't. I emailed you about three minutes before and said, hey man, this thing's on Skype, right? Like, in other <laughs> words, that's how we, that's, how, you know, even the people who say, well, I'm not like that. Okay, stand up wherever you are right now and then sit back down. Now tell me neurobiologically all the things that happen in your brain and body to make you stand up. And people are gonna be like, <laughs> That's That's my point, like, I never let the how sabotage 
the what or mm. the why. So yes, to be unhackable, these people have a fierce passion and resolve and hunger for clarity. And they realize that step two is only going to appear when they take step one. Now, toward the end of the book, or rather the first half of the book, I should say, sure. uh, you present the, these ideas uh, you call focus filters. Yes. Um, what are these and, and how do they work exactly? Urgency, agency, and energy. So here's what I mean. Again, unhackable people are flawless idea anatomy, idea, deliberate magnetic focus, focus, and then optimal human performance flow. So idea, focus, flow. Mm. Once you have your idea, you are massively dangerous <laughs> if you get focused. But like most things, we try to do five things. We try to do 10 things. We try to check our smartphone and talk, and it's called multitasking. We, it's actually switch tasking. It's impossible to do two cognitive things at the same time mm. and do them well. In other words, IQ studies show that you drop 40 points in IQ, which is worse than being stoned. So most people literally go through life stoned, <laughs> saying, saying, I'm ready to accomplish things. It's like, no, 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 no. We call it attention residue. You cannot switch a task without also losing some focus residue. Mm. And we know from all the research that's been done that willpower is finite, as well as decision-making. The average person today makes 35,000 decisions a day. Gosh. It's called decision fatigue. This mm. is why at the end of the day, we literally say, I'm running on fumes, I'm burned out, I'm fading out. It's not good. Like I know at the end of the day, I can't crush it still. Like I've been going all day. I worked out in the morning, read my Bible, you know, hung out with the kids, well, the wife. By the end of the day, you are not at the same level. And now the point is this, how do you get those focus filters? Mm. Urgency, agency, energy. Here's what they are really quick. Urgency, which means you need a deadline. Every dream needs a deadline. Unhackable people create deadlines all the time, and here's why. Think about healthcare. You have the emergency room, then you have urgent care, and then you have your normal doctor's visit. Which one costs more? <laughs> <laughs> urgent care costs more than the regular doctor. Why? Because there's a cost. Urgent means that there's a cost involved. When you send something that says urgent, urgent message, that means that when your inbox shows urgent message, there's a cost if you don't open it. Mm. Most people who get hacked have zero cost attached to it. It doesn't matter if they achieve it or not. It doesn't matter if they meet their goal or not. So what we talk about is the metaphor of someone going down to a beach. And if they go down to a beach and lay on the beach for three hours, they'll get burned. Mm. Same sun, same skin, but now all of a sudden you put a magnifying glass and now your skin burns in three minutes. The focus changes. And these focus filters are like three magnifying glasses that you put on top of one another. One, two, three. Urgency, agency, energy. The first one's urgency. The second one is energy. I know so many people that leak their power every day. Mm. And you might say, man, that sounds like new age. No, we actually have a life. <laughs> life force in us. And this is why, again, we say I'm drained. Mm. In other words, we talk about this, this energy reserve. So in the book, we show you how to stop leaking your energy because you can cut through diamonds. A laser can cut through diamonds, 
but it has to be extremely focused. And then the last one is agency. I love this one. Agency is all about permission. It's all about what you allow into your space. So I give the analogy in the book that like when I go places like oil change, doctor visit, man, I bring my agency with me. I don't sit down and say, oh, I'm going to watch what's on the TV and just, you know, I hate that. That's blaring. Or, oh, they chose these magazines for me. No, no, no. When I come to the oil change, because I know my boon and because I know my cost for not achieving it, man, I pop in my, you know, my headphones, I put on a soundtrack and I crush it. You cannot let other people's agencies, CNN, constant Mm. negative news. Those are other (laughs) people saying, here's how I'm going to make you think today. Mm. Unhackable people do not let other people do their thinking for them. Mm. Very powerful. Well, uh, we're almost out of time. Believe it or not, my questions have spanned only about the first half of the book. Uh, sure. there's, there's the other half, the other 15 days to still uh, explore. If you were to, and this is kind of a big ask, if you were to summarize yeah. the second half of the book, what would you offer? Yeah. Well, we really get into a lot about flow. And flow might be like a little woo-woo for some people. But just realize this, no gold medal has ever been won unless someone has been in flow. Mm. Anything that's been achieved, we, we know that our productivity jumps 500% when we're in flow. And if people say, give me an example, Captain Sully landing the plane. The world, <laughs> the world wants to say, oh, 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 that was a miracle. The, oh, that was luck, that was chance. The guy was a glider pilot. He trained. And when you listen to the replay, which I have many, many times in the cockpit, he has distraction. He has voices. He has tower control. He has all these people telling him everything. And he's massively in flow. Mm. And flow does not mean fight or flight. You see, actually, when you're in flow, your options don't narrow. They expand. We call this lateral pattern recognition. In other words, the people in flow become massively creative and they say, here's how all these linking ideas, it's almost like the beautiful mind where the guy's like drawn on a chalkboard and it's like boom, 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 boom. And all these things converge. This is where all inventions take place. You lose sense of time and space. And the reason why isn't because it's woo woo. It's because your prefrontal cortex shuts down and that's where we, that's where we actually consider time. And that's where a lot of people say they're one with the ocean, they're one with the mountain. When when your prefrontal cortex shuts off, your inner critic shuts down, and you no longer have these divisions, Mm. like like judgments, like, how how am I doing? You know, how, what is Jeff thinking of me right now? (laughs) I mean, imagine what's the guy's name, Sean, whatever, going down the snowboard. He's not sitting there when he's in the middle of a corkscrew upside down saying, Huh, I wonder what everyone's thinking of me right now. I wonder if, if I'm if my form's okay. He's so much into flow that God's created our bodies to literally shut down the judge. And if people want a movie scene, Dead Poet Society, Robin Williams, spinning Todd around, Ethan Hawke, bringing him up in front of the class and making him do a poem. And I, I literally break down in the book all the components and I say, just like that movie, just like Inception, 
just like many movies in the book, I break them down and I say, this is literally an example of someone in flow, someone who is unhackable. Mm. So this is why we watch The Matrix and we're like, some of us are just like, oh, that's cool, that's special effects. Others of us who know say, oh my gosh, the the producers are showing us Mm. hints of flow. You you remember that one scene um, where they download how to fly a helicopter? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's called instantaneous skill assessment. And that's actually one of the components of flow. And the military, the DARPA, DARPA is training snipers and they're cutting the time of mastering sniping. Uh, How? By getting people in the flow. So Mm. again, this stuff is not hype. It's not hyperbole. It's all based on science facts. That's why it took me six years from the idea, from the moment I realized it. But I'll tell you why I wrote it, because I believe that to be a soul on fire, you have to be unhackable. Mm. I wrote it for my clients. I wrote it for me, my kids, my wife, everybody who needs to be unhackable. And 2020 is the year that the world got hacked. Mm. And, and the way, the way out of it is to become unhackable. Well, at the show notes page I've created for this episode, which, by the way, is readtoleadpodcast.com slash three four. Two, we've got some uh, special gifts from Carrie there. Carrie, what are we going to find when we go there? What do you got for us? I'll tell you what, you're going you're gonna to be blown away, folks. This is the <laughs> one book where I said, let's give away everything. <laughs> so you're going to find a sample of the book. You're going to find the unhackability assessment where you can go through 30 questions and find how am I rating on idea focus Hmm. and flow it gives you three different scores and then a composite score and it's going to say here's how unhackable you are which is super cool we have another assessment called flow triggers how much of your life is actually organized around flow if it's not that much you're going to have a dissatisfied life If you are going to have flow triggers, you're going to you're going to be a happier person. Every purchase of the book, Jeff, we partnered with B1G1. Anytime somebody gets the book, it goes and clothes a kid. It rescues a uh, sex trafficking victim. Wow. It counsels a kid in Nepal who experienced that sexual abuse. We're talking water, food, medicine, literacy. I wish mm. I could say I created this thing. I didn't. It's called B1G1. Any entrepreneur can actually become part of it. Again, not my idea, but I'm borrowing it. And the founder partnered with us and said, let's do a million people that we're going to make unhackable around the world in, in their physical needs. Well, uh, that uh, URL again uh, for all those extras is readtoleadpodcast.com slash 342. His name is Kerry Oberbrunner. The book, again, is called Unhackable, The Elixir for Creating Flawless Ideas, Leveraging Superhuman Focus, and Achieving Optimal Human Performance. Uh, Kerry, it's always a treat to have you on. Thanks for coming back for a third time to the podcast. Thanks for having me, and thanks for your wonderful listeners. Do yourself a favor and take the unhackability assessment, take the flow trigger assessment, and check out everything else Kerry has to offer there on his website. Again, I've linked to it from the show notes page one more time. That's readtoleadpodcast.com slash 342. And as I look at the site so far, 6,150 lives have been impacted through that buy one, get one, be one, G1 campaign. Lots of cool things that are happening as a result of this book and all that Carrie is doing around it. It's one of the reasons why 
why I love having him here on the show and and I'm blessed to be able to call him friend. Hey, if you have questions, comments, suggestions, or feedback about Read to Lead, feel free to reach out to me directly, Jeff at readtoleadpodcast.com. In the coming weeks, we'll be speaking to authors like Stephen Shapiro, who's written a book called Invisible Solutions. Also, David McCune, author of The Self-Evolved Leader. And in a couple of weeks, we welcome back one of my favorite all-time authors, Mr. Seth Godin, as we dive into his book, The Practice, Shipping Creative Work. All that and more coming up right here on the Read to Lead podcast. Well, that does it for yet another week. I look forward to seeing you next time. Until then, remember, as always, leaders read and readers lead. Read to Lead.